Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast for two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Sasha. And I'm Notch. This week, the screaming continues as we bring you our post-quarantine coverage. Which one of us is going to die before the podcast's over? Stick around and find out. So, I did the roll D twenty on uh, Poodle, and it, I rolled a one. So you rolled in that one. I, I legit you're, you're rolled the one. Who's gonna, <laughs> so who's that first? I think it's All right, sounds down. good. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the start of every podcast, obviously, I ask you guys a question, typically, and uh, you know, right now, all I can think of is like, what is life? Why are we here? <laughs> Is there a meaning 42. to any of this? 42. Uh, 42, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Why don't you guys make up a question and answer it, huh? Make up a question and answer it. Oh, God. This is actually harder than answering a question. See? Yeah. See how difficult it has been this <laughs> yeah, whole time? That's, that's true, yeah. Being the host is hard. Oh, uh, man. Here's here's I'll do I'll go first, okay? Which is what do yeah. you do with a soccer podcast when there's no podcast? And the answer to the question <laughs> that I've just posed to myself is: you get on Zoom meeting, yeah. and you sit with your two podcast co-hosts, <laughs> and you just I mean. decide to riff on a bunch of stuff. You know, uh, that's what we're gonna do for the next forty minutes. And uh, you you got the Volos Guide to Monster in your video for some reason. Is it but yeah, it's a D and D uh compendium reference for more monsters. Ah, so you're gonna be playing D and D. Yeah. That's okay. what like I mean, that's what you do when world, you know, society starts breaking down. So we're all indoor kids now. What what are your questions and what are your answers, guys? What are my questions? Hmm. I'll keep it really simple. This is very generic. You're stuck with one console. And you can include PC, but what's your one console for the rest of life for the quarantine? Jeez. <laughs> rest of X- life <laughs> sounds morbid. <laughs> Xbox. Xbox? Uh, it's tough for me to have a PS4 or a computer because I want to play Home Manager, but I also want to play all my RPGs on my PS4. Just give me uh... one. Yeah, I'll just go PS4. Okay. What about what, what you, Sasha? I would also go PS4. Okay, all right. It just it has all the fi- it has the Final Fantasy games and just you can lose you can lose a lifetime in those games. Yeah, I'm playing Final. <laughs> I I started Final Fantasy Seven. The the the, re, uh, the re- new one. No, the uh, the PS1 version, but it's on okay. PS4. Okay. Yeah, I've never played it before, so. Back in to... my day, that had four discs in it. <laughs> it was like a PS1 case with like four discs. Yeah. So so legit, I had the very first soccer game that I ever got from somebody was FIFA, I think it was 95. On like, it must have been 97. 95 or 97, one of the two, on like 15 floppy discs. Like my buddy brought 15 floppy discs to school. And, and handed them to me. And then, like, three of them didn't work. Like, they were, they were like, messed up or something. And so I never actually got the game to work. You mean this? You bought 15 save icons? 
Man, yeah, people don't know. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do remember, like, when you had to load games, you had to do, like, sequential floppy disks. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, Wing Commander Academy was, like, eight disks. Anyway, hey, um, let's get to, like, a structured segment. Caleb, you, I'm going to ask you for your question in a little bit, okay? All right, good, because I don't have one. So, <laughs> All right, you think about it. Um, so, guys, we are in a very interesting place in that MLS has now just today said that they're going to start on May 10th. USL has said that they're going to start both their leagues on May 10th. NWSL has not made an announcement yet, but that's we expect them to go along. Um, your reactions? I think that there's going to be, it might, maybe there's a correlation, a <clears throat> drastic spike in interest in EMLS. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I think <laughs> the esports will grow in this time because there's nothing else on. Yeah. I think WrestleMania, they're doing behind closed doors, which like half of like the wrestling events is the crowd. Um, they react to everything. And it's hilarious because they actually, in that WrestleMania without crowds, they actually show you a picture of the empty crowd every time the wrestler's like, can I get a hell yeah from Steve Austin? They show the empty crowd and no one says anything. It's like... The chairman just like, uh, hell, hell yeah? <laughs> no, I, I heard that MLS wants, still wants to do all 34 games this season. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they could do it. They'd sort of pl- be okay with playing in uncomfortable conditions at that, that point you wonder whether they're going to make all of their revenue back by because I, I the reason that they probably want to play 32 games is so they can get the ticket receipts they can get all of the have to not give out refunds for unused tickets and all this other stuff yeah um i will, think one thing that, oh, we're playing a november or december game in minnesota or games i should say multiple games through the winter get you that same amount of people in the stadium i don't know um, if I was MLS right now, I would cancel all the within your conference games. Like it's just don't even bother. Um, maybe replace them with friendlies or something that doesn't matter as much, which you can like mm-hmm. throw in midweek and play your depth players, play some trialists. I don't know. Cause to me, I think the goal has to be to, 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 to get as many meaningful games in as you can before conditions get crazy. Yeah, but, I mean, no one wants to play in Minnesota in December, but no one wants to play in Houston in August. Like, it's yeah, it's kind of the opposite of that, but people has, players hate going to Houston in the summer because it's god-awfully hot and the stadium is just a sun magnet. So I, I, think, I think moving it back and playing to December would give, I don't know if it would give them a sort of advantage, but it would be kind of like the opposite of what it is in Houston during the summer. And they, they still have those games go on. Um, I do think maybe they should cut down on the playoff teams. Yeah. Maybe have four playoff teams per conference. I'm just going yeah. in there. Yeah, I would say that too, yeah. Just get, you have your, <laughs> you know, two quarterfinals, semifinal, and the final. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just try to get this, the playoffs done as quickly as possible without – hurting anybody if you don't want to have like back-to-back games on back-to-back days or two day- days apart but mm-hmm. I've, I've, yeah. I've also heard that um they're considering not having usl or mls teams play in the open cup which i think would be a very um sad thing i get yeah. it i kind of get it but at the same time i feel like 
that is just one of those it's one of the only things that U.S. soccer can truly boast about over everybody else, and it isn't like some sort of convoluted like thing where you put a bunch of qualifiers. So it's not like you know, like we have the best team that is salary restricted to you know, or like we have the best academy that has you know guys who've played in the U17 Cameroon squad or something like that. You know, like the fact that we have the longest running. Mm-hmm. oldest continuously running soccer tournament in the entire world. No one's ever going to take that away from us unless we take it away from ourselves. And I right. don't think we should take it away from ourselves. So you're adding even more James in. Um, I agree. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of outside of MLS or I just bigger than MLS. I think FIFA should cancel all international friendlies and international breaks so that the best leads can finish. I don't know if they have announced if they had something they were thinking about or anything, but get rid of the international friendlies and games for calendar the rest of the year. Let the domestic leads finish and then reassess in 2021. Um, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you that on that. Like, it, it would. I mean, it's gonna suck, but I mean, my team's out of Concacaf anyway, so I'm not too invested. And like, fuck Atlanta's not gonna win it. Uh, <laughs> 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 they aren't. Uh, so yeah, let let the leagues finish up, and 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 I agree with you, Notch, too. But like, I do feel like we don't have you like U.S. Open Cup with uh with the other leagues. We're losing a big part of our culture because it it was this at a time when we you know back when the ASL existed, that was our time to intermingle with teams we usually wouldn't see, and also right. now it it would be as well, and it also allows for some like really really cool matchups, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I know a lot of people who would rate the New Mexico visiting fans in Minnesota as one of their favorite game days last year. Like, seeing those fans have fun. I mean, also the fact that we won like 5 1 or whatever it was, that was nice. 6 too. 1, Six <laughs> one <laughs> was also yeah. nice. But that's, that wasn't why. Like, it was fun to like yeah. welcome the visiting fans from, again, a team that <clears> we're <throat> never going to see. I know that one of my friends, Sam, who's the president of Dark Club, met up with a bunch of New Mexico fans because she happened to be in Austin during a New Mexico versus Austin like preseason game and they were all down there and she just hung out with them, you know? And, and so then, yeah. um, you have some of that kind of stuff that comes with the, the Korakoda, magic of the cup. Um, well, I think, well, I'm sure we'll have more to say on this topic as we go on through this episode, but let's let's move on to something else, which is, I, I was just thinking like, Korakoda, the magic of the cup. One of the reasons the U.S. Open Cup hasn't been very magical is because the convening authority of the tournament, the U.S. Soccer Federation, has been kind of a shit show uh, when it comes to actually selling sponsorships, um, making that cup a big deal, making it a priority. We, we heard that basically last year was the first year that I think uh, SUM was in charge of sponsorships for, for the U.S. Open Cup, and they got nothing. <laughs> so, cool. Right, uh, but the U.S. Soccer Federation over the last week, since we recorded our last episode, has had some incredible changes that have occurred. Um, we said last in the last episode that we were going to punt our discussion of the U.S. women's um, lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation and, and the, the, the filing the Federation made to this week. Um, hopefully y'all have had a chance to, to catch up on some of this news. Uh, for the listeners' sake, the U.S. Soccer Federation made a filing in court 
um, that, again, I, I'm just going to paraphrase because I don't want to pull it up and read out of it right now. Basically, it says that the men have a harder job to do than the women. And so they should, so whatever payment scale is in place right now is justified. And I remember logging in to Reddit maybe like a couple of hours after this this broke. Poor choice. I, I, Reddit MLS is, is usually pretty decent. Reddit, other things okay. like our Minnesota United can be more of a questionable <laughs> choice. Although some people tell me that that changed too, but I don't know. I don't go there. Um, but our MLS is pretty good, usually. Uh, and I go into the thread about this thing and everyone's like, man, everyone's so easily offended. It's a court filing. Of course, they're going to try to say whatever they can to win the court case. You can't take it so seriously. Like lawyers will do anything to win. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, but the rest of us can still read these legal filings and they still represent something that the U.S. Soccer Federation is willing to sign their name under. And this is pretty bad because this is literally saying women less than men signed the U.S. Soccer Federation. Despite like, and despite like the fact that it, the skill, well, the results say the opposite. You know, there's several trophies on the fucking shelf for... Uh... Yes, of course. Uh, th- there's a lot that we can say about, like, do... <laughs> Here's how these are athletes in their own rights doing incredible things. But I, I just want to focus on the fact that Reddit has had this take, okay? And I was like, you know, I disagree with this a lot, but I can see other people using this to chicken out of saying something about this whole situation. So imagine my shock when at first I was like, oh, holy shit, look at that. The U.S. women have turned their jerseys inside out, which spawned the empty crest with four stars on top of it. Uh, Beautiful protest logo. Then you had the media and the journalists and everybody who I expected to say something about. So again, all come out with a single voice and be like, yo, no, U.S. Federation, what you doing? This is stupid. Don't do that. Then you had the men's players, and I think DeMarcus Beasley might have been one of the first ones, coming out and saying, this fucking is stupid. Take this away. Then the sponsors started jumping in. Volkswagen, Coca-Cola, Budweiser, they all started putting out angry statements. And like, like very angry statements. Sometimes, you know, a sponsor will say something like, oh, we're kind of disappointed, but you know what to do? No, these were like angry statements from the U.S. soccer sponsors. And that's when Don Garber jumped in and was like, I'm very disappointed in all of this. Which, I mean, bravo. Who could have... Ex- oh, by the way, also NISA, NASL, Rocco Camiso, they all came out against it too. So, like, I was going to be like, bravo. <laughs> Rocco. Yeah, Rocco. Uh, bravo, U.S. Soccer Federation. Who could have thought that, like, like we... This whole time, we've wanted the U.S. Soccer Federations to bring together the players, the fans, the journalists, the sponsors, NISA, <laughs> NASL, MLS, some, like everybody, we want them all to agree with each other, and you did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, just give people a common enemy, right? Right. And, and, uh, <laughs> w- w- one more thing before I shut up for a second. This is the problem, right? With saying, uh, we'll say anything we can to win in court. Like, we have become okay with places like Nestle saying whatever the hell they want to get away with their crimes. The problem is when it's a soccer federation, when your whole, like, pitch to your sponsors, your fans, everybody's like, we're this cool, forward-thinking, like, organization, and you suddenly prove yourselves to be basically the, the, the corporate equivalent of Archie Bunker. I hope most people get that reference. Um, <laughs> 
your sponsors, your fans, everyone's going to run away from you. So what if you win this lawsuit and make a little bit of money by keeping your inequitable pay scale? You're going to lose like far more from everybody else, you know? So my opinion, a massive own goal by the soccer federation um, in terms of their business and absolutely abhorrent in terms of their ideals and values. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> and uh, did you mention that Carlos Tordiero, he resigned? Not yet. He did resign, um, <laughs> which is good, but also not a fix for the issues that U.S. Soccer Federation has, because the board is still in place. The board is the one, are the ones who put that statement out there in the court filings. Also, not sh- I don't want to get too deep into this, but the the views on Reddit aren't specifically just to the U.S. Soccer Federation. We, like, we, in this country, that's an extension of the fact that a lot of people are sexist. They are. And it, that's true, and that's been very apparent in this, like, this year's campaign, like, or this election. Four years uh, it was ago true. In the, it, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was true, uh, you know, last election cycle. So it's not just isolated. Sadly, you know, the voices on Reddit are the kind of voice, voice, reflection of the voices around the country that are you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't think they're a majority, but which, sadly which, is, which is also a reason to like understand why the sponsors put out as strong statements as they did. Because in this sort of environment, these companies are trying to position themselves in a particular way, right? That's why you buy a sponsorship. And women's soccer is one of those growing areas of interest that have a predominantly female um, demographic following it. Um, and you have the, the vibe that you get is like I was saying, it's cool, it's young, it's forward thinking, it's feminist, it's progressive. And these companies want to attach themselves to that. So, you know, again, just from like what Reddit wanted to talk about, like, oh, corporate, it makes business sense, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't because you just undermined your whole like reason for doing business the way you have. And it's, 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 it's just, it, it's sad, you know, it's really, really sad that even, like, even they couldn't figure, like, it, you know, like you're saying, society in general is sexist as hell, and it really sucks. And these guys don't even have, like, any business sense on top of that, if that makes sense. You know, they, they couldn't, it's, it's just a complete shit show from top to bottom. And that's the thing when, Caleb, when you say that the board is still in place. Uh, yes, and that is a problem because those people have shown themselves to be completely incompetent this whole time. We also don't have a CEO. We don't have a president of the board. And there's one other top leadership position that I don't know. That's also um, unfilled right now. So all you have left are all these like older like views from the Federation that, are, that have been ineffective um, and un, an empty leadership position. I believe now the president is Cindy Cohn, a former... US WNT player. She's a former head coach of the Portland Thorns. Um, if there's one person in the existing setup you could probably bet on to get it right, it's her. But still. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And honestly, the patience with the USSF is running thin because they've yeah. done wrong things at every single turn in the past since. 2014. It's it's such a mess, such it's a, a mess. mess. I, I 
the one shining thing that we take out of this, and this is not just with the U.S. stuff, is that the U.S. women's team has come has kind of become this this beacon of like fighting against corrupt establishment or establishment that's wrong or things that have been in place for so long that need to that are overdue for change, and it's it's sad that the responsibility is put on them and they they have to fight this fight, but it's also fucking amazing the way they're doing it. Uh, every, all the way back to like the World Cup when Rapino's statements about going to the White House, all of this. I mean, I mean, I, I love, I love that. I love being able to, like, to see that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's fantastic to see American soccer producing national symbols. Yeah. Um, of these values. So it's now just a question of whether they can write the ship and figure this stuff out. I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, my, my faith in us soccer took a major hit over a couple of incidents in the last few years. And I don't, I don't know if I can go to any of their games, even a women's game anymore. And, and really just, unless there's some sort of strong action that says that things have changed. Cause like, cause it's difficult, right? Especially with the women's game, you don't want to like not support the players, but like, I don't want to support the Federation either. And, and unless something goes, changes. Like, how can I go and sit somewhere where, where in an organization where, like, like imagine that they had put out a thing saying like, Indian people are inherently less able than other nationalities or whatever. Like, how could I as an Indian go and like sit there, right? Like, or how could you guys who believe, who believe in equity and, and like sit, sit there and endorse that kind of view? That's how I feel about this. Like, how can I go and, and partake in the, the events organized by a federation that put out something this horrific? You can't. You, and you have to, uh, I mean, it was, it's like we, the fight we had almost had this summer with, that in front is that it got to the point where we would have to protest and not show up and not spend the money, you know, like we like we did with Adidas, because like we don't support it. And you ha- like your power as a consumer is to like guess what? You don't get my dollar. You don't get my presence. You don't get my to use my image as a person in your as a fan in your crowd. You know, yeah. fuck it. Like you know that threat was real. That threat was like you don't want the state like the you know national TV covering a stadium where there's nobody in it. Yeah, it's 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 tough stuff, man. Yeah. Caleb, where are you at on this thing? I had a thought, and then I forgot it. <laughs> um, and there's there's a broken relationship between the board and the higher ups and the most successful U.S. women's national team that's that we've seen. They're the poster that's that poster you want on your wall is of the women's team, not the men's team. And they're currently at war with the board, and that has to be resolved in a way that now favors the women's national team. Not that it wasn't, not that I was cheering against them before, but now this has come out. All of the chips are held by the women's national team. The board has to just give in and then try to basically kiss ass until everyone is happy and hopefully held make everything okay. They really have no other option in matter. They need to give with the women's national team equal pay. They need to give into all their demands 
and then from there get an actual real leadership that will see this country national teams not just the women's but the men's too be successful and there has to be major changes by them that yeah. regard. well boys let's uh let's move on to um other soccer news that we've seen things that we've reflected on that were fun uh, i'll just give out to the the scarves at home challenge from true north lead who posted a video asking everyone to, to pose with their four scarves their first scarf their newest scarf their favorite scarf their a soccer scarf that they've traded and um show those off in a short video i think it's a cool way to just keep Keep a little bit of the soccer energy going in a very quiet time. Do you guys have any soccer news that you are that you've seen that you're interested in that that you got excited about, Caleb? I'm thinking about something in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I want something. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, come on, come on. Sorry. Come on, come on, come on. Go for it. The Liverpool's done like the Premier League did not us. They're doing a. Delay the season to I think May first or April thirtieth, one of the two. Really horse a piece at that point. Um, but they're committed to finishing the lead, which is great news for me as a Liverpool fan, as a team that's twenty five points ahead of second place Man City, a team that was two that is two wins away from sealing the lead mathematically. Just knowing that's actually going to happen now after thirty years longer than I've been alive, they'll win the Premier League, and it's. It's probably going to happen, hopefully. Watch, I'll say all this and they'll find some way to lose every single game in May and June. And I'll just be sitting here like, yeah, I guess I hate soccer now. I can't be on the podcast anymore. <laughs> we hate soccer. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's super exciting. I'm just kind of waiting for it to happen now. Um, also, Pool Manager 20 is free to play on Steam until the 25th of March. So if you want to give it a test run, see if you like it, I'd suggest downloading it. It's a lot of fun so far. Hmm. Interesting. How much does it cost usually? Um, I think it's 50. Okay. I usually wait until there's a deal, but it was free for a week. So I'm just going to play it until they have a deal basically. Okay. All right. Well, Microsoft Excel is usually pre-installed on a lot of computers. So that's another free alternative after March 25th to manage it. <laughs> It's a lot more fun than that. It's a lot more intricate. It's so much, it's so much fun. Yeah, that's that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. What you got, Sasha? Uh, some good news from the FO. I think they, I think we we're all happy to see that they are donating. What the food that was going to be at Allianz is getting donated to two uh, separate causes. Second, uh, second harvest. harvest, harvest. harvest. Yep, and uh, a liveness project. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that was inspiring. That was that was. That was the silver lining. I mean, poor choice of words. When I saw that <laughs> on my feed, I was like, I'm glad there's not like, I can see some good news. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no news on what's going to have to happen to the stadium workers who um, are losing out on part-time income that they would have got playing, or not playing, um, being present, working during games that were being played. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, as you said before, MLS hoping to play all of the games still. So I guess probably one argument that is probably being made in front offices around the country is, oh, we're going to play all the games. So they'll still get the money they would have got. Uh, doesn't pay a bill that has been um, incurred now. In yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, 
or and and you know it, it's difficult when you're not uh, in a situation where where you where, where you're not getting an income that you you could have got um, that you were expecting to get rather. Yeah. So hopefully we hear some news about that. There's been no news one way or the other. I would have hoped to have heard news already about some sort of plan, but uh, nothing yet. So let's see. Almost like universal basic income could have uh, prevented this, you know. Yank 2020, <laughs> what up? Put on that blue hat, Sasha. That, that is I'm your avatar saying, and everything. It's a blue I'm hat. We could have put one big thing to rest before all this started, and which is like this this uncertainty that everyone's dealing with, uh, with you know finances. I I think I think sometimes <laughs> really bad things happen in this world, and there's a lot of ways you could fix it. And like I I feel like trying to get into discussions that they're having in Congress right now is a great way to, for me to drink like four of those beers I've been slowly having and not yeah. doing this podcast. So <laughs> let's leave that to Congress for now. For now After yeah. we stop recording, we can argue about this if you really want to. I don't want to argue about it. Just, just throwing it out there. I know. I know. I know. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> um, the the players have been doing the stay at home challenge where they like uh, juggle a, a toilet paper like they usually juggle balls. I liked uh, Felipe Melo's version of that where he just like went starts up into the toilet paper uh, instead of juggling it with his feet. He just tackled it. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Ibarra also had his or his dog then stole the toilet paper from him as he was juggling. I had to chase after it. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, uh, I has, had his where he kept an empty roll and then the other people just not wasting toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, man. Like, um, I'd like to see, I haven't seen if Shikon has done it, but that's like the, if I, okay, here's a question. Which player, if you had to pick from the roster, would you want to see to do the challenge most? Because for me, it would be Shikon. Oh. Uh, that kid's got skills. I want to see Adrian Heath do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that too. Yeah, Adrian Heath. <laughs> Tyler Miller did his in like this like extravagantly like crazy suit. Who, by the way, Tyler Miller also celebrated his birthday on the day that all these games were called off. Yep, <laughs> he's twenty-seven now. We're the uh, same on, age. On, on the final weekend that uh, life was still going on, I celebrated my birthday. So I'm glad I had a small birthday party uh, <laughs> with some like college friends. But that was it, you know. Um, I I bought the home opener scarf. If you guys watch my um, scarves at home challenge, you'll see me actually show it off. But like, I bought, I bought the like the home opener New York Red Bulls Minnesota United scarf. It's probably gonna be worth uh, dozens of dollars in the future. Dozens. Right. Or I mean, if you want it to be worth more. Nope, no, I'm not gonna say it. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going. We're not going that dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, if, like, this, if this, New York this, went downhill fast and we lost the New York team, that scarf oh suddenly God. went up. This is like <laughs> when I asked Caleb and Colin, no. like, if you were a genocidal <laughs> dictator, what would you do? And I was like, no, don't answer that. That was a bad question. Just, just, <laughs> bad just question. want to point out that if New York fell, it would be fine because they're in New Jersey, so who cares? <laughs> also, if New York <laughs> fell, Snake Plissken would uh, bring the important people out of there. Yeah. You get out. Yeah. Are, are there training? Like, do they train in New Jersey as well? And is the FO 
Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> the last oh. thing on my mind right now is where the Red Bulls train. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Well, like, should I fill up this wine glass again? Or nah? <laughs> just, just wait. They'll be like. I mean, scientists, the answer is yes. Scientists have found the cure to COVID. It was gathered in among the rubber pellets at New York Red Bulls training facility. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've lost the address, and they appealed to the public to help them find it. Even at that point, be like, I mean, really? How <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we care? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that has happened in the soccer world that's kept me excited. Um, the Athletic was making some of their favorite articles free to read. That happened. Um, so you can go and check out, for example, Pablo Mar's piece on the photo shoot of the 2002 USMNT World Cup squad. They're uh, extremely sexual. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, Everton streamed a old Merseyside Derby this week that featured our very own uh, Owen Gaffer playing with what looked like very floofy Chacon style hair. He was, and he um, <laughs> very short uh, shorts. John Motson was doing the commentary for those of you who played old FIFA games and or listened to older Premier League games before Marty retired. And John Motson was uh, berating Heath for arguing with the ref. And I was like, some things never <laughs> change. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was fun. Um, that Merseyside Derby is actually the one from, I think it was 84, 85, which was the first one Everton had won at Anfield in 30 years. So that's why they, they showed it. It was, it was, they showed that in lieu of the Merseyside Derby that was going to occur in the actual season. So that's why it was, it was being broadcast. And they should have shown a better one. Like when Divacarici scored in the last minute, past little T-Rex arms around Pitford. I, you know, at this point, I just don't know why all the teams are just putting their entire match archives online. Like, just do it. They should. I really regret that, like, Minnesota United does so little about the stuff that they've created after the NASL or before the, the MLS transition. Like, they don't put out any of the NASL content. They have, I'm sure they have, like, all the, maybe some of that's wrapped in, like, old licenses or whatever. I don't know. But, like, I, I tweeted this from the Two United Fans account. I want to see the 2014 season again. Like, I, want, I would watch all of those games. Mm. Yeah, that was I a great watch... Sounders season. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> you mean make you a full Minnesota United fan if you had been around in 2014, man. That shit was like, every week you would go to the stadium and just watch Minnesota United clobber somebody. Like, that was the season so during which, that was the season during which we were about to travel to Indy 11, a team that had lost every single one of their games up to that point. And we, we bought their striker right before we played them. And then we didn't play him. I mean, granted, we also lost that game at Indy. Which we gave them their first victory ever. <laughs> but, oh, that's nice. I would like to watch the only game we ever won against the Cosmos again. Because yeah. I was drunk and also had the, a really bad flu at the game. I've told a story on the pod before, but I was in, um, it was spring of 2016, and I was in Portland. I was driving between Seattle and Portland. Uh, don't do this. I wouldn't do it again. I had the game pulled up on my phone on, <laughs> on the dash of the car. Uh, in my defense, I was only listening to the commentary. And I was in an elevator 
with two rando people because I had to get out of the car in like uh, added time. And I was in this elevator in a parking garage with these two random people. And that's when Ramirez scored the last minute goal. And I just went, yes! And the people, and literally the guy turned to me and was like, MMA? I was like, no. <laughs> soccer, but not the soccer you're thinking of, like Portland soccer, but like a low, step lower, but not really. There's no steps in between. So, yeah. Different. I, yeah, Christian Ramirez helped me scare two random people in a parking garage elevator. Like, just imagine you're in this, like, like in parking garages, anytime you encounter anybody, it's kind of awkward. And you're like, should I, like, go the other way across, like, across the floor? And then you, like, meet this rando dude who probably looked, I think it was at the end of the day, so I looked kind of disheveled. And then he gets in the elevator with you, which has, like, parking garage elevators, also some of the most disgusting places on the planet. And then he suddenly starts shouting. Like, that was probably, like, they probably tell stories. Like, we were so afraid. I was dialing 911 on my phone. Like, <laughs> thankfully, it was just two floors, so I got off right away. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, man, I just want to watch old Minnesota United shit. And I like the Stars 2011 season. Why not put the, the the final where they won the soccer bowl? You know, like I just want I just want to watch soccer. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to watch soccer again. Yeah, well, I want a lot of things. Soccer kind of is at the bottom of that list, but yes, it's important still. Sorry, I dunked on you for no reason there. And that was not like, it's like one of those people where you're like, when you're like, oh man, I'm so sad because my like TV broke. And they're like, man, kids in Somalia really want TVs. And I'm like, I lived in one of those places. I was in India, okay? And if some American had been like, my TV broke, I feel bad. I wouldn't have been like, oh man, I'm in India. You, your life is so much better. I'd be like, man, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry. We're both having hard times in different ways, I guess. So I apologize, Caleb. I okay. apologize. I'm trying to think of, there's a quote that they said on uh, Guardian Football Weekly on Monday. It was like, in times of crisis, like, or something like, it's like, soccer is the most, least important thing right now, but it's also like the most important thing that I miss. Something like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Or, and that everyone misses. I don't know. So, uh, it was how I was feeling. So, yeah. Um, you guys work from from home. <laughs> Both are working from home. I yeah, am. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. You don't get to, and that no, sucks. I don't, I don't get to. And we did switch to four ten-hour shifts a week. So there's my day off. And then I'll go in tomorrow for ten hours or so. Social distancing at work is important. Hope you're doing yep. that. Yeah. yeah, and then but, a bunch of people, like, there's, like, three or four people out, off every single day now. Mm. That's good. We're standing the, whole, the yeah. days off. They changed the whole floor at, at one of my stores, and I assume they did at the others. I didn't see them, but, like, we have these giant glass cases and, like, where the registers are. There's tape and signs marked as, like, where are you supposed to stand while waiting and separating people up. So, like, they took social distancing very seriously at my work. And like, and everyone's wearing gloves. I'm always wearing a mask. It's 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 this, it's a it's an experience I've never had before. And I think that's that's true for all of us and everyone who listens. Uh, no, guys, I'm sorry. I've had four day stretches where I haven't left the house before. It's kind of sad to say, but like, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's pretty unique. I think 
Ariel is struggling. My partner is struggling a lot more than I am. She's a bigger extrovert. I'm an extrovert as well, but I have some very introverted tendencies. So part of me has been like, yay, I'm like, you know, the world sucks, but I am getting to catch up on some, you know, activities around the house without feeling like I'm missing out on life. And, but, but Ariel and other extroverts like her, who I've talked to are really struggling this time because they really want to like go out, meet people, especially outdoorsy people who like go out and hike with each other. Uh, it's been tough, man. It's been really tough for, for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. But um, I want tacos. Like that is one thing that I currently <laughs> miss a lot from not leaving the house for four days. You probably did some to-do somewhere. I should do that. Hey, uh, that brings up, brings up a lot of you who listen to this are in uh, Minnesota where Wonderwall and Dark Clouds are tweeting out what their partners are doing in terms of pickup curbside beer. Um, which uh, food establishments are doing some stuff. So also you can look at city pages, uh, other like small business community organizations are also tweeting out what their members are doing. So um, support your small businesses. Uh, A lot of people are going through a very hard time and the service economy is one of the hardest hits. So a lot of restaurants have already laid off most of their staff. So if you can help keep the few who are there in business by doing takeout and things like that, it helps them. Or buy a gift card. Yeah, or buy a gift card, but either way, stay safe is yeah. um, also an important thing. So, do you have my question now? What's your answer. Question? What's your question? My question is: When the self isolation and quarantine is lifted, what's the first restaurant you're gonna go to and like dine in at? I'm kind of sad that you weren't like, "What's the first thing you're gonna do?" Because that would give me like the cheap like record a podcast in person with you guys. Nah, I'm going to pass. That's real hard. <laughs> no, uh, so what restaurant would we go to and dine in at? Mine would be Nachos, which is this Mexican place in Hopkins. They have the best tortas. Nice. They're Very so nice. good. Al Pastor Torta with the pickled jalapeno on top. Mwah. Oh, that does sound damn good. So good. Yeah. Um... You know, I will probably go to IFA here in St. Paul and uh, Ooh, I'm going to be say also Cheng Heng, the Cambodian place that's uh, a few blocks away from IFA, uh, nice. further to the east. Um, very few people actually know Cheng Heng exists. But I've never is, heard of it until today. It is, it is incredible food. If you've eaten Thai food and Vietnamese food, it is, I mean, literally, right? Like physically, it's, it's, it's a, in, a, in a place of fusion between those two. And mm-hmm. so you can enjoy some, it's, it's, a, it's a culinary journey to if you eat Thai, Vietnamese, and Cambodian close proximity to each other because they have so many relationships so they're so different. Interesting. I have to try that sometime. I, I would probably be so sick of like the maybe bland food. I would want to go to Himalayan over on Lake Street and just get some super spicy Nepali food. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe one of the things that we should do after this is all over, I can make some Indian food for you guys. We can have dinner. I would love that. That's That'd good. be. Yeah, that might be fun. I've been actually thinking about doing like a little like what you can do easily in your kitchen podcast because like I I love to cook and I, I'm I'm a pretty good cook. I I don't want to like act overly humble, but like I. I'm also a very like simple cook where it, I, I like to cook with what's available. I don't like to, I mean, I like complicated recipes, but I can make something quickly out of very little. And so I was thinking maybe I can help other people do that, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe we're all going to run out of food soon. And then that'll just be like 
another one of those. Yeah, Nats is making cooking videos where we're eating salt every day because that's all we have. Oh, I'm showing off his rice. Ooh, look at me. I have rice. Right? I'm eating with wood in my floorboards. I'm fucking is boiling resin, Nats. Is my carpet edible? I will find out. Right? Uh, yeah, so... Um, but no, I've been, I've been thinking that maybe I can use some of my free time to, to make little food job stuff. Yeah, be fun. Um, hey, listeners, this is a good uh, point for me to say. Next week's episode, we don't really know what we're going to do. So why don't you, if you listen to this podcast, think about what you want us to talk about. Uh, this could be an idea for like, reminisce about X, Y, and Z, or tell us about your favorite whatever. It could be not soccer stuff. I don't know. But tweet at us. Uh, at two United fans, TW United fans, let us know what you want to hear. If there's if ideas come up, we'll incorporate them. If they don't, we'll just do what we want. So, but this is more fun if we collaborate. But with that, why yeah. do you guys tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at Tales from Seven One Search. I'm also at my home or work and nowhere else. So, <laughs> <laughs> just be tweeting uh, about that. Uh, I uh, on my Instagram, I probably did on Twitter as well. I posted a bunch of podcasts that I listen to help you get through the doldrums of staying at home all day. So, yeah, pick that up. I can be found at Pickup Line. I'm going to do a small plug for O to J, who is the EMLS player for the Minnesota United. Uh, you can find him on twitch.tv at uh, j underscore tv. Uh, he's also on Twitter, O-D-E, the number yeah. two, yeah. J-A-Y. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly uses the number instead of the letters like we do for our tw- uh, Twitter handle. Um, before I give you my Twitter, I'm going to give a shout out to the In Our Time podcast. It is a show on BBC where they bring in four academics to talk about a topic. And it can be history, philosophy, science, whatever. They have over 10 years of archives uh, of In Our Time. It is one of the single best audio experiences I've ever had because it like last episode was all about horses. Like how did they evolve? Why are they so like, how, how did they like move geographically around the world? How did we domesticate them? All this stuff. And they have stuff like that about so many things. So, so listen to in our time, if you can um, find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find uh, this podcast, as I said before, TW United fans on Twitter and on find podcast providers everywhere. Uh, our theme music is made by the band Tectonics, who are also probably not doing any shows right now, but do support them on Bandcamp if you can. Uh, with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Bye.